On today's episode, we're joined by one of Hawthorne's coaches who's playing a pivotal role in the way that our young squad is continuing to grow and build. He's a former Hawthorne Triple Premiership player, Peter Crimmins medalist, and an incredible scout in terms of footballing talent. We welcome to the Talking Hawks podcast, Andy Collins. G'day, Tim. Thanks for having me. Not a problem. Thanks very much for joining us, Colo. You've just come back uh, from the Gold Coast. Yesterday, you, you did obviously work for the VFL team and then also the senior team. You must be exhausted this afternoon. Uh, yeah, well rested now. Um, just starting to code both games. Obviously, it was a very disappointing weekend for, for Hawks and Hawks fans. Um, you know, we went up with great optimism and uh, for both both teams. Uh, and to come away with the performances that we both had was disappointing. Now, from 2014 to 2019, Collar, you were the head coach of Williamstown in terms of the VFL team. And you did a tremendous job, obviously, being a coach of a standalone team. And then you came back to the Hawthorne fold in 2020. Can you talk to us about the process in terms of coming back home to Hawthorne? Yeah, um, COVID hit at the end of 2019. I had a, a lengthy contract still at Williamstown. Um, but I'd been thinking about moving back into teaching. And the school, Forest Hill College, uh, had a deaf facility. My wife's parents are both um, profoundly deaf. And the opportunity came to get into some uh, education, particularly supporting um, some deaf and hard of hearing students. So that opportunity came up um, and I really wanted to take it. So in the end of 2019, when COVID hit, oh, early 2020, it gave me an opportunity to go back in education. Now you're thinking education to Hawthorne. Um, part of that was that uh, Ed Sill, the president of the Box Hill Football Club, um, had spoken to me if I wanted to try and get involved in, with Sam. I was interviewed by Sam as uh, to be one of his assistant coaches. Um, and the rest is history. Got on really well with Sam. I really liked working together and uh, and really grateful for the opportunity that Sam and Hawthorne have given me at my later years in life. Now, speaking of Ed Sill, uh, both Ed and Pat Clancy are doing a fantastic job at Box Hill. And being the Hawthorne Head of Development, it means you have a lot of time at both Hawthorne and at our VFL affiliate in terms of Box Hill. Can you talk to us about the alignment and I guess the important role that Box Hill plays in terms of getting our players up to speed? Yeah, so it's the biggest alignment in the VFL, uh, the longest alignment. Um, it's played a great role in developing Hawthorne players, but also identifying talent and giving pathway to young Box Hill players. And I think that that's one of the unique um, points of the alignment that we're, we're looking to develop footballers at both levels. Um, the great support that Box Hill give Hawthorne is that it gives it an avenue for um, the players, the young developing and also mature players trying to find form. But in return, um, it opens the doors. Hawthorne opened the doors to all um, Box Hill players, which includes Box Hill staff. And, you know, there's many of us that have come through the Box Hill program that are now working with Hawthorne. So, um yeah, it's a really good, what I would call talent support and talent identification um, and talent opportunity too. 
Now, in terms of that talent identification, you've always been one who's been able to find a, a player uh, in terms of looking for incredible qualities that they might possess. Now, you helped to bring across Lockie Bramble uh, to the Hawthorne team back in 2020. And you're also behind Ethan Stanley coming over to Box Hill, and he was a recent pickup in the mid-season draft. How do you go about finding talent that other recruiters might miss? Oh, it's a really good question, and people have asked me this uh, numerous times. It's funny what you like as a as a coach, um, and and when you see people um, play football, um, and I I think that maybe you know coaching so many years. You know, I started my coaching journey at the age of twenty two, even as a school teacher, um, right through to commencing you know as a senior coach at the age of 30 so I'm 58 now so it's a lot of coaching that I've been able to um, participate in and and I think that I've just been able to be really lucky to see good footballers and then my AFL experience is that I look at footballers that I think could make AFL football and and hopefully promote and develop them and uh, Lockie Bramble was one that I wanted to bring from Williamstown across to to uh, Box Hill with the hope that um, I believe that he had the AFL attributes. Um, Ethan Stanley is another one um, from Frankston CYs. And what happens through this process is, is um, uh, I have a lot of friends and a lot of acquaintances through football. Um, they know that I like developing young talent, providing opportunity for young talent and, uh, and, they think that we're a pretty good fit. So um, a lot of people understand that I'll promote that, um, develop that. Uh, always need really good staff to support. You know, I think of, you know, the the wonderful people that we've had as support at Williamstown, um, West Adelaide previously, and, and even at Box Hill that have helped support that vision that perhaps that we had. Um, for that developing of the, the talent. So Ethan Stanley is a great one. Um, Ryan Merrick, uh, the young boy from the West Coast, um, you know, we saw him in a practice game at once, Aggie, and, and Zane and myself really liked him. And Rhett McLennan um, from Gippsland, you know, pounced on him. And here he is playing some games at Box Hill and then off to West Coast. Ethan, through a great friend of mine, um, they won a premiership down there, had three four kids that he recommended three of them are on box hills list um and ethan was the one that was really excelling in the program so we're, we're hoping that he'll do really well um probably the best one that we've ever had I always go you know to toss up between rory laird and kane lambert um one at west adelaide and one at williamstown and they they're both uh pretty good players still they both turned out to be absolute rippers, haven't they? Now, in terms of development, you were talking about having a great team around you. At Hawthorne, there's yourself, David Hale, Zane Littlejohn, and also head of footy, uh, Rob McCartney, who've all had a role to play in terms of education outside of footy. How much do you reckon that teaching background has been important in building the confidence and self-efficacy of our young playing group? Yeah, I would hope that um, through teaching, uh, and Tim, we're, we're talking about a mutual love of uh, helping others and you're you're a school teacher yourself um isn't it a wonderful career that you have an opportunity to help others and help um youth uh, become not only academically trained but also you know you would hope that you influence them in a positive way to be better people um, for our community so 
it's a wonderful um, role. Great job. My wife's a school teacher as well, and we love it. So the the, the where it adds in um, football development, I think, is the progression of learning and and having the eye on on positive learning and positive behaviors. Um, we're very critical as coaches, and and sometimes I forget that, and I've got to put my teacher's hat back on. And the positive education comes out. So even on the weekend and just before we've gone online, I was just coding and um, there were still some really good behaviours. And if you cut it down and go, you know, disappointing the scoreboard, there were some really good behaviours that we can still grow on. And that's one of the great things about teaching. You learn to see the little things that can ho hopefully foster into really big, exciting things. And that's what's happening at the footy club now. It's good to know that we can always find positives regardless of what the uh, the outcome is. Yeah. And that's important for us right now in our development. Um, and, and Sam's outstanding in, in this process. You know, we have a really good group. Um, you know, Adrian Hickmont, um, Chris Newman, you know, I, I think we're all teachers. Some of us have teaching qualifications, but, you know, their, their experiences, they're wonderful educators, all of them. Now, in your role as head of development, how do you manage the expectation of young players who obviously come into the club and are wanting to play senior footy as quickly as possible? <laughs> I'm not sure if we do manage those expectations. <laughs> uh, we have... Um, I think currently 45 um, players on Hawthorne's list. Unfortunately, with Max Lynch, um, you know, we're not going to be seeing him in, in 2023. But um, And if every one of them have great dreams and aspirations of putting the brown and gold on and, uh, and being part of the, the next premiership team. So managing expectations is a really challenging part of the role. Um, I think that you've got to be really honest and, and really authentic with your feedback to the players. And in time, they realise, you know, that you only can choose, you know, as the current age is that we've got 23 players. Um, so that's that means at Hawthorne right now, that's 22 missing out or 21 healthy players with maximum recovery. Um, and that means we're doing a lot of man management and... Uh, and I find that if we can just continue to get better and if they can see themselves getting better, that's a really good part. So uh, we have a lot of young players um, just getting better at the moment. And uh, when their chance arises, whether it was Seamus, Middle, uh, Seamus Mitchell, Josh Weddle, um, Cam McKenzie, Josh Ward, Connor McDonald, all these young boys that are coming through, right through to Will Day, Guy Newcomb, they're, they're 22 um it's it's very exciting for the Hawthorne Footy Club absolutely we've got a plethora of talent sort of 22 and under now that leads us to mentor coaches so in terms of a mentor coach obviously they're there to help and, and I guess to undersee the development of these young players in the squad what's the criteria for a player to be given a mentor coach is it based on their age or is it based on time in the system uh every player is supported by a coach, what we we you've labelled as a mentor coach. So you've spoken to to David previously, and he's used that term. Um, so of the of the forty five players, um, each of them 
have been privately given a coach that we think is a good fit for that player to be supported, not just on the field, but off the field as well. And um, then it's up to the the player and the coach to develop a really trusting uh, and nurturing relationship. So um, we would hope that not only the mentor coach is supporting the football journey, but supporting the life journey. And it's a really unique um, program that, again, was implemented at Hawthorne, um, you know, under the leadership of Sam and, and Rob, um, you know, really proud to be involved in it. Now on game day, we'll often see Zane Littlejohn, David McKay, or yourself sitting on the sideline as, as part of the role of a bench coach. Can you talk us through what's the actual role of a bench coach during a, an AFL game? I spoke about the, the beauty of the Boxall and Hawthorne relationship in that program. So, um, and also, you know, that we should mention our AFLW and VFLW um, space as, as well, because Kay uh, is one person that that supports strongly the coaching in both or all four programs. So you can imagine um, Dave's role in particular. Um, but the three of us uh, have various roles. One of those is direct communications to Sam and to support the messages to the players through Sam, and which also enables players to directly communicate with Sam the other way. Um, the second role of the, our football club is to share vision that is directly uh, aligned um, to the line coaches and, and to support vision, and which includes if Sam wants vision to be shown. So you'll you'll often see um, computer screens in the front um, you know, which has been a real great asset. You know, the IT um, department of the footy club is is terrific with that um, modern resources there. And the third one um, in which you'll often see myself in particular um, is is game day coaching, um, taking those little moments and and supporting those players and making sure that the players are keeping in a in a really good positive mindset. So. Um, with myself and Zane there yesterday, with David not there, um, you know, the, we we tried to do all three of those roles yesterday. We obviously didn't do as well as we should have. Now, Ned Long came on the uh, the Talking Hawks podcast earlier on in the season, and he said one of the biggest takeaways he's got from you as a mentor coach was that every time he goes out onto the ground, he should be playing AFL quality football or AFL standard football. Now, Ned's an incredibly driven young man, and we've got huge talent at Box Hill currently at the moment. You look at Josh Ward banging down the door, Cooper Stevens, uh, you've got Henry Husswaite and the like. Who do you reckon will be the, the next one that we'll see either to get a recall or to possibly get a debut game? Because as I said, they've been banging the door down at Box Hill for the, the past month or so. Now, Tim, I'm, I'm a father of two children, but uh, as the head of development, um, I'm a father of many young men uh, at our footy club. So don't have to choose between my children. Um, but I will share that I'm really passionate, um, you know, about what is occurring and the growth that is occurring at our, our younger players. And um, I could explain the love of all of them and what they all um, are bringing to the table now and what they could bring to to the Hawthorne table in the future. But you're right in regards to AFL standards. And that's no different to some of the wonderful Box Hill players we have, like Damien Mercedes, who's of 
Edge, former cab for Box Hill, um, defensive line coach, still playing. Um, he holds himself to the highest of standards. And we talk about those AFL standards to our VFL players as well. Cal Brown, Cal Porter, Ed Phillips, Hugh Beasley, you know, right through to new young players that we've seen, you know, in Ethan Stanley. So it's a wonderful message um, that we preached. Well, it's more than a preach. It's more of an expectation to all our players that are playing for, for Box Hill. Now, one of the questions that Hawthorne supporters have been asking, uh, I guess this year for the majority of the season is about DGB, who came into the, the team as a pick six back in uh, in 2020. How do you see his development? How's he tracking along? Because obviously being a key defensive uh, player and obviously being a tall, it does take a while for them to come along. Yeah, and um, it'd be fair enough that when we recruited a pick six and we gave him some early opportunities. And I remember his debut, I was still uh, part of my role was the Box Hill assistant coach. And uh, his, his incredible aerial courage, uh, he's got this wonderful marking skills, um, sees the ball or f- even feels the ball, hears the ball um, quickly off the boot. Um and look, personally, I think he's tracking really nicely for a 21-year-old this year, key position. And I, I think of any key position backs that are 21, and they're very few, very few. And even James Blank, you know, who's developing, I think, quite nicely, he's 23 years of age. And I think we drafted him at 21, maybe turning 22 years of age to the Hawthorne Footy Club. So I think that we gave um, Denver, you know, some great opportunity in his first year, some further opportunity in his second year, and we're really challenging him, um, you know, and that's one of our stronger lines, really challenging him to really lift his game. And uh, and I'm still seeing some really good actions for those that are coming down and watching um, Box Hill. You'll see some really good performances of Denver. There'll be times in which he's... Uh, he played on Sam Day. He must have. He must have given twenty kilograms to, and you know, definitely Sam beat him at times. Um, but there were still some really good moments that he had against um, Abby O'Chol and also Sam. And he, he, if you see those moments, you know, I think that we're still tracking in a really nice direction. He would want to be playing every game for you, though. <laughs> Now, you've seen Sam Mitchell growing in his role as, as head coach. And while he's not a teacher himself, he seems to have this notion of building relationships to get the most out of the young playing group. What's his development like being in the coach's box? Yeah, he, he grows every day. Um, he's got some really unique skill, uh, and I really praise him for it. Like uh, I learn, I love that I'm, I'm learning from a young man um, around coaching, people management, um, and hopefully, you know, he's learning for, from the coaching team that he's also gotten support, but we're learning a lot from him. Really well-learned person, um, what I would call a very self-driven educator. Um, you know, he's been really lucky to have some great people um, that have stressed that to him. And I think that he was uh, an outstanding player, one of Hawthorne's greatest ever players. But maybe his brain was always wired to to coaching and uh, loving the game of chess and, and what football will provide for him. So um, I think that, you know, we're really lucky that we've got him at such a young 
young age. Um, I think that we as Hawthorne people, you know, really need to be patient with our whole group, which includes our coaches at this particular time. But we're really under some terrific leadership, you know, and, and one of the great things that I say about Sam is that, um, you know, he's a really good problem solver and he understands the long-term goal. And, uh, you know, that that's a that's a really hard mission sometimes because you get a lot of noise in the background. But he's really set up and setting up Hawthorne for long-term success. Which is, as supporters is, is what we want. You know, obviously we've had these uh, successful periods and obviously since 1961, we've won our 13 flags since then and, and we're all counting down until we get the uh, the next one. So that's fantastic to hear. And last question we have for you, Colo, is what's your favourite moment of the year been to date? Oh, I'm probably biased to a young boy right now who wears the number 40, which was uh, my very first uh, jumper number. Um, Seamus's growth this year as a, as a Hawthorne footballer has been enormous. Um, so his debut at, at Norwood Oval, um, you know, where he dropped the first ball, James Sicily centers the ball to, to Seamus Mitchell, he drops a mark and it's uh, turned over and a shot of a goal or a point. And then Seamus goes on to really express himself in a really positive way. Um, for the rest of the game. And here he is. Um, he was a delisted player at the start of the year. Um, we hadn't been able to get he, his body mature enough to to handle the rigours of AFL football. And here he is in the third year of our program. So a real credit to the young man, but I'm also very proud of the young man for what he's achieving. So as I said, a proud father, when I see all the deputants of Cam McKenzie kicking his first goal, Josh Weddle kicking their first goal, um, it's a really nice part of our football program. And, you know, we, we do have some young boys that will debut, um, hopefully again, Max Ramsden debuting. You know, this is a boy that does have a great future for our football club. Baylor McDonald, we only saw him glimpses of Port Adelaide, but uh, again, a very exciting talent. Um, so, when, when a young man debuts, it's always a highlight. But right now, you know, Seamus Mitchell excites, uh, you know, wearing the old number 40 on the back. We've all enjoyed seeing the exploits of Shammy so far this season and hopefully we'll get to see him kick a goal before the end of the season's out. Yeah, he made a doofus mistake on the weekend where he needed to rush it through. I'm, I look forward to telling him that tomorrow. <laughs> Well, thank you very much for joining us, Colo. We really appreciate you giving us your time, especially after such a big day yesterday with the dual commitment of both the, the VFL and the AFL teams. But thanks very much for joining us and we look forward to seeing the development of our young squad in the back end of this season. All right. Pleasure, Tim, and we'll catch up soon. See you, mate. This concludes today's Talking Hawks episode. Please make sure to like and follow us on our social media, whether it's at Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at Talking Hawks. Make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube. And if podcasts are your thing, please feel free to like and follow us on your favorite podcast provider. While you're there, feel free to give us a review and a five-star rating as it helps us to connect and engage with Hawthorne fans across the Talking Hawks content. This has been the Talking Hawks podcast. And until next time, go the Hawks.